Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Painted Table, episode 10. House shit is done. It's, over. <laughs> it's too much pressure. You blew it's your too load. Much pressure. You blew your load on the last episode. Oh, no. I hate it. I hate it's it. so much pressure. Okay, wait, wait, wait. We're going to try this again. Hello, everyone. <laughs> Welcome to the Painted Table House of Dragon recap with Jay and MJ. I'm Jay. I'm MJ. Yeah, I'm sorry. I fucked it. It was too much pressure, you know? Do you realize I'm leaving that first one in there? I'm not cutting that out. That's fine. You know what? I'll up to my mistakes. I made a mistake. It's fine. It happens. Okay. As long um, as you're fine. Okay. As long as you're aware of that. Yeah, it's fine. Um, you guys, we're here. Episode 10, The Black Queen. Um, even though there was only one black person this whole episode, I'll allow it. <laughs> um, but yeah, like... We're here. We finally made it. <laughs> and though we've come to the end of the road. <laughs> and in review, move on to next season. <laughs> yes. Um, uh, I think we should uh, get right into it. What do you think? Uh, 100% agree. Yes. Um, so as an, as an, almost as an antithesis of last week's episode that was all about the Greens and the Green Council and all set in King's Landing... This episode really goes directly to Dragonstone, we, and we, you know, are spending our time with the Targaryens. Um, well, I'm sorry, the, the 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 Black Targaryens? I don't know. The Blacks. I mean, I hate to say it that way, but I it's mean, kind of how they've been referenced. Right. I guess that, that makes sense, even though, like, you know, technically, Aemond and Aegon um, are... Uh, full Targaryen. They are not Hightowers. They are not Greens. They are Targaryens. Mm-hmm. But regardless, I will agree that sh- this week we're spending it with the Blacks. Well, did you catch the banner description of... Uh, we'll get to it Like when, when Hightower came over. What? So, because it is a Hightower Targaryen on the throne, when Otto came over to talk to uh, Rhaenyra... The, the guy who came to, to inform her about the ship goes, a ship approaches with the green three-headed dragon. So they changed it to green because of the high tower. Oh, I didn't I did hear that. Yeah. yeah that's annoying. Wait, it's like, but you don't fuck with, you don't fuck with, with, with sigils like that. Like that, that ain't right, but whatever. But regardless, uh, we, we, we open up at, at, at King's, King's Landing. Um, we are here in Dragonstone. Mm-hmm. And um, I believe um we have like Rainier really talking with Lucerus, I believe, who who I learned is fourteen in this. I was not um, expecting him to be that young. I thought he was much older. Which I mean, I guess if we did the math, uh, that makes sense. But he looks young. He looks like he's probably fourteen. No, exactly, but uh, but based off of like the time skips and keeping track of which kid was born, I when, know, I thought he was going to be like sixteen to seventeen. Cannot keep track. I'm with you. Mm-hmm. Um. But basically, you know, he's he's telling Ray, Rainier that he heard about, you know, Lord Corliss. And basically, he's like, you know what? I'm not ready to go to Driftmark. Like, I can't even ride on a boat. Like, put me on a surfboard and I get sick. Like, like what do you expect me to do? Well, and, and the thing, it, it, he goes and compares his mom kind of the same way. Like, how she yeah. seems perfect in, like, in his eyes and how she's mm-hmm. never made a mistake. And she seems to accept gracefully all of these titles and ex- responsibilities and he's just like i'm a child i don't know what you're talking about which is like very grown up for his age to realize this 
Yeah, I mean, but, but, but he's, he's already, we kind of knew this kid was mature beyond his years because even years, years when we first met the new Rhaenyra and, um, and Allison actresses that, you know, during, during the funeral for Lena, mm-hmm. um, he said this, he said it's Lord Corliss. He was like, if in order for me to rule, everyone has to die and I don't want everybody to die. So that kid is obviously very wise behind the beyond his years, yes. I think, you know, just mature. Um, <clears throat> but he's just he's just acknowledging like what have I done? I haven't done anything, and she's basically just like you know get a prep talk, talk like you know what you'll be ready. And I'm not perfect. Like you know things happen, people change, people grow, which is a, a really cool like motherly moment that we that we don't really get to see a lot of in the show from her specifically. And I really enjoyed that they, that they let her have that moment with Luke. I think that this episode really highlights a lot of how Viserys was a big influence on her in her life. She brings out a lot of the King's like calmness, collectedness, how she's like very, you know, nurturing. My father was there for me. I'll be there for you. It's very mirroring of what her father was, I think. But she used to not be because that bitch was, that bitch had me on. I was like, this bitch don't deserve shit when she I, was younger. Cause she was yes, a little asshole. I agree. Um, but, uh, but then um, after the, you know, that conversation, we see, um, Rhaenice finally arrives after committing mass murder, which nobody talked about. You know how we how we skipped over the fact that she committed mass murder last episode? Well, <laughs> the fact that Damon, we forgave we, we forgave that bitch real quick. Damon calls her out. He like for once, yes, she like kills all those people, like the commoners, busting out of the dragon um, keep, but then ends up not burning the greens. And Damon calls her out like, "Bitch, you could have ended this two seconds ago." But I agree with her. So this is not my fight. It's not my throne. I'm not here to start the war. I'll fight with it. I'll fight in it, but I ain't starting it. And she was today. Yeah, she she's like, I'm just letting y'all know. Like, it's not my it's not my war to start. Mm-hmm. I have not decided what's happening. You know, I'm just more worried about you know my husband. I just was like, you know what, this ain't right. Um, plus, they locked me in my room and basically gave me an ultimatum. Like, fuck that and fuck them. So that's that's what I took from it. That's what I was saying for Renice was like, look, that's just not my that's not my shit. You know, I can um, and f- so she she lets them know she's like, hey, um, King Viserys has, has has died and they have put Aegon on the throne, you know, in, in the middle of this big ceremony. And this is where Damon assumes that Viserys was murdered, which well, I could assume, which which this to me is an assumption that I understand, because in, in the last episode, people made a lot of assumptions and a lot of like. Inferments, I don't know this word, but they inferred a lot from some random bullshit that really didn't make any sense. Mm-hmm. If Damon and if Damon and Rhaenyra assume that Viserys was murdered, it makes sense to me because you defied everything Viserys has been saying for the past twenty years about putting Rhaenyra on the throne, and you usurped it. So, in order for you to do that, it makes sense that logically you would have killed my father. So I understand that train of thought. Well, and here's the thing. Damon automatically assumes that he was murdered. And he, I mean, I think he assumes the whole lot of them, all the greens, all the Allison's, the autos, everybody. Well, he does ask Rhaenys, he's like, do you know how he died? And she's like, I don't know. I can't speak to that. So obviously his brain goes to death or murder. But that's where Rhaenyra, when she first hears it, I think she kind of glosses over the father dying part and goes straight to the Allison had him coronated like made a point of like well 
didn't we just like she's stuck on the allison of it all which is weird to me that she glossed over the death of it and didn't even bring up Otto, which is who i would have thought hands down would be the one responsible for this but like she goes straight to and it kind of stood out to me that's like like allison did this not to me. I think I saw from a different perspective. I, I think to me, which I, I which I totally, you're fully valid in, in, in your thought. But to me, I, I I took it as I think that she obviously was upset because Damon had his first reaction, and while he was having his first reaction, what's going on? She was really dealing with the death of it all, and then I think it hit her that like her and Allison shared a moment, like Rainier. It, it, it lets me forget was planning on jumping on. On, on Dragonback and going back up there to, to, you know, really kind of talk to Allison. She was seeing this, like, I might actually have my friend back, like this person that I love, the person yeah. I love more than anyone, in my opinion. So to her, I think she's not saying Allison did this. I think she's really like, I can't believe Allison, Allison would allow this because of the conversation that we had. Mm-hmm. Like, what changed? Like, this isn't, she, I think she's more thinking, this doesn't add up. What happened? You know? Yeah. I so guess, I, I think where that. Damon is kind of is kind of quick to the anger. She's like, I want to understand the why. That's how that's how I see it. But but I fully acknowledge what you're saying as well. Um, but what happens? I mean, during all this conversation, what's also going on? Uh, so during this conversation, obviously, uh, Rhaenyra is pregnant again with fifth child, sixth child. Yes. Yes. Um, but I guess the stress from all of the like father dying, being usurped, all of this all at once forces her into an early labor. And I actually think that I, I think I heard or that in the book itself, I believe that she forces it. Like she like wills her body to reject the baby because she knows that she's got to go to war and she wants to prepare herself. Oh, I think I could be wrong, but I think that's what happened, which we do get a piece of in this. Like in, in this, we're showing that it was kind of involuntary, but instead of just sitting around, she does force herself to, to deliver the baby. Well, I think like the involuntary was when she realized the blood was there. But then like when you got to her room, yes, that's when you see it like very forceful. Let's get this done. I can't be bedridden. I'm the queen. I've got to defend or like right. squash this rebellion. I've got to take care of business. Right. Um, and while she's doing that, she's kind of saying she, she told Jace and Luke like, I know Damon's pissed off. Don't let anybody make any movements while I'm not there. Yeah. And you know, they're true to their mother. They're like, they're like, of course. Um, and that's what the way he does. That's what he goes to. That's where he goes to Damon. And he's like, my mother doesn't want this. Like, this is, this is what she, we've got to like, not make any really, really, really big moves. Um, well, because but, he informs her, because she was wondering where Damon was, that he's planning the war and about to, like, go off to treaty with all these people. And she's like, no, I need him here. We need to figure right. out what's going on. Nothing happens. Together. Exactly. Together. But uh, Damon does, like, you know, the two King's guards that I believe are Jace and Luke's King's guards who are there, he does ask for their loyalty. He's like, who do you support? Do you support Rhaenyra or do you support Aegon? And obviously, he intimidates them with Caraxes. Um, well, and as, it, as like his number one thing is, he definitely pulls the dragon card on everything. Right, and he's like, "Hey, if you if you if you if you declare for Aegon, that's fine. But you have a clean, honorable death. You know, if if you if you if you're treacherous, um, 
you know what, we will definitely like make this hurt. So regardless, I don't think we see the outcome of their decisions, do we? We just kind of know that they're out there, right? Well, so they're out there, but then you notice in the in the following scene where I mean, I guess like not the following, but like the one where they're all on the show on the shore and the third King's guard arrives, the other two are still there. So obviously they pledge. We don't chose know. To stay. Yeah. So they chose to pledge at the moment. I'm assuming most of them are honoring that. If they decide to be treacherous, we don't know that we haven't got to that point. Right. Um, but after that, Rhaenyra does, you know, give birth to, to, to the baby. The baby does not survive. And they have, um, they gather to uh, burn the child's body, you know, on a funeral pyre. Um, Very reminiscent of episode one and experiencing what her father had to go through. Right, exactly. Because I believe, like, again, it's like it's like this, this aspect of women taking it into their own hands. Like, what with those maidens? Like, she was refusing help from her, from her, from her maidens. Like, I think at that point, it's kind of like she wants to be in control of this. Very much like Lena, you know, like mm-hmm. I want to be in control of my situation. I don't need any help from anybody. I don't want anybody making decisions for me. I'm doing this myself, which I, which I think is. A, which I think is amazing, you know, that they're letting, that they're showing that 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 female strength, and I think that it was graphic, but I think it was graphic to help us understand like the gravity of the situation and the kind of pain that women go through when it comes to birth, not just then but now as well, you know. So I think that was cool. Well, I don't know I, if that was their intent, but that's what I got out of it. I, I get that too, to a point. I don't know if I get the full like as you did, but it is very much like in the first episode when she's talking to her mother how. She, she never wanted to be the wife who just stayed at home and was like the womb and the caring and the mother, which she kind of fell into that for years with the birth of her five children. So now when she's having to actually defend her title, she very much like, as you said, forces it to happen and get rid of the child so that she's able to go to war. Right. Um, but at the funeral, we see Eric, Eric comes down, you know, having, you know, left King's landing mm-hmm. And he has Viserys' crown and swears fealty to uh, to the n- newly queen of the Seven Kingdoms, Queen Rhaenyra. Yep. Um, they put the crown on her head, and everybody bends a knee. Who, except for Prince Rhaenys, Prince Rhaenys is is I've said it for the past three episodes. She is stoned cold. I love this bitch. She's like, and she's not. She's. I think she's tried to like. I think she's still. She's the old one playing this. Like she's playing the game. Like she's like. I haven't decided. I came down to tell you what was going on, but she's just doing like what she did two episodes ago where she's like, I've got to see how this plays out. I've got to worry about, I've got to think about where I land in all of this. Mm-hmm. So she doesn't kneel, but she's definitely got a smirk on her face during that. Well, she gives like a little nod. She's like, yes, I understand. Like, I see you. This is impressive. Well, yeah. We'll I see, see what you. happens. Yeah. Um, so after all that, here comes Otto Hightower, his his ass with you know his uh, ships and shit, and he's like, I have terms. Where is Queen Rainier? Where is where is Princess well, Rainiera? Didn't they go back to so like they could like so like she was having like the death of the baby. They crown her, and then she gets announced for the first time by Damon as like you know rule of the realm at the pan table. He gives her the rundown of what they have available for troops. And then Otto shows up. I thought that's what happened. I don't know. It doesn't matter. But if you want to, I mean. Well, I just, I just thought because at that point, like she's like officially announced and like taken on the duty of queen. Like that was almost like her coronation when the crown was put on her head. So I don't want to like 
overshadow because I'm pretty sure like that was a big moment when when Damon announced her like has her titles and all the like Queen of the Realm for the first time when she entered. The um, room. I I think that's a little bit later, honestly, okay. because, because I, I don't I don't fully remember, obviously, but I do think that that's later because I don't think that they are really like they haven't heard from anybody. So what are they really pre- preparing for? And I, I think, but, but I don't know, but regardless, we do get the painted table in this, in this episode, which I thought was amazing. Cause I was like, mm-hmm. we named this shit after the painted table for no reason. I was going to be really upset about that. But, uh, but regardless, he does arrive, you know, with troops and shit and reminiscent to episode one or two, here comes Rhaenyra swooping in on Cyrax, mm-hmm. um, with the crown on her head, walking through Otto and basically saying, y'all are traitors to the realm. Um, Ooh. I just, Otto, just, the moment I saw him, I got so pissed. Yeah, he's just infuriating to look at. Really is. Um, Yeah. Um, But he he says, hey, if you all bend the knee to Aegon um, you can keep Dragonstone. Lucerus can inherit Driftmark. Um, We'll give all your children with Daemon true Targaryens. They'll have hot. They'll have hot places in court. They'll be squires. They'll be cupbearers. Whatever, um, and we'll pardon anybody who has conspired against Aegon. Now, Damon is quick to speak, very, and it's like, um, do you want to have what happened to you? Do you want to have what happened to uh, Lord Corlys's uh, brother to happen to you right now? Because I'll do it again. Well, and he the, the comment of like I'd rather have my kids get eaten by a dragon than serve cups and hold shields, uh, I, like just it's not like super cold, but I'm just like oh cold. All right, Damon, he's so angry. He's like he's so he's I don't know if he's pissed. I can't tell. I guess he's pissed on behalf of 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 Rainier, but I, he's just he's just he's just full on pissed. And I, I'm like well, I think well you know what I think it is I think it's because again we I, we I think we kind of forget he thinks that they kill his brother. And I think yes. that's the thing too. Is like him and Rhaenyra left left King's Landing with hope. He was like, "My brother and I are finally, you know, can kind of put things to rest, put things to bed." She's thinking the same thing as Allison. So they really feel not just like, "Oh, we expected this to happen, and we feel stabbed in the back," but they really feel stabbed in the back. Well, and let me ask, and I, I was getting a couple different weird vibes from Dame at the same time, like when Eric comes up and like hands the crown and he sees that it's his dad, like his brother's crown, he kind of sat there and stared at it when he's talking to Rhaenyra later. Like, I feel that he never came fully to terms with being the King consort. I think it was just, he, I think him seeing the crown to me was just, was just a clarification that, that Viserys actually was dead. Okay. So you're saying, you know, I I took it as he's like, Oh, this should be me a little bit. Like he's like a little jealous still. To me, that that's what I saw. I mean, I mean, I, I saw it as that, as as you know, him like, oh, it's real. Like he's mm-hmm. real. This is his crown. Okay. Like this is it, and that's how I saw it. Okay. But I can see how you do too. Um. But yeah, while they're having a conversation, uh, Otto gives Rhaenyra this uh page of a history book they read together as children. That her and Alice read. And yeah. Right, and Otto was just kind of like, we can we can carry on in peace. You know, Allison hasn't forgotten the love you guys have or whatever. Um, so Rhaenyra says she'll consider the terms and she'll have her, her, uh, answer the next day. Well, and here's my, I just think it's 
such a faulty argument that Otto has that the reason Aegon is rightful king is because he has all of these, like, he has the Conqueror's crown, the Conqueror's sword. Yeah. Like, who the fuck cares? Like, this, he has it till I take it from his cold, dead hands. Yeah, just, just I mean, just, so what? So you picked up some trinkets. Exactly. Like, I don't care about that. I don't need them trinkets. Okay? Like, that means like, nothing to me. Literally, you, like, out of everything you just said, you could not say he's the king's rightful heir. You couldn't say he's the king's designated heir. He's like, Oh, he's got a certain crown. He's got a certain uh, sword. He was crowned in front of the masses. I don't give a shit. Because y'all gave him that shit. Yeah. You know, fuck that and fuck you. That's that's the theme of this episode. Fuck that and fuck you. So, like, where uh, to Otto, even though right there they said three words, she was like, fuck that and fuck you. Damon was like, fuck that and fuck you and your mama and the ship you rode in on and that flag sail, well, whatever the fuck it is. What was it? Um, so when she took his little like his his hand pendant off and threw it over the bridge, I was like, "Now you're just being petty." I like ha- it. What happened? What was it? When she took his pin, like when when Rhaenyris went up, or oh. Rhaenyra, and like took off his pin and was like, "You are no more, you are no more hand than blah blah blah," and like threw it over the edge yeah. of the bridge. I was like, "Girl, I like it, but petty." I would do it too. I'm like, "This is top of the petty bullshit." You know what? Trinkets again <laughs> with the trinkets. Fuck that. Fuck you and fuck your trinkets. You don't need tink. There you go. Go get it if you want it. So they, um, after, you know, they're back in, you know, the, the, the Great Hall. I would call it their Great Hall. Okay. And they're really trying to figure out what's going on. You know, Rainier is being very, very quiet. But Damon's like, look, we got 13 dragons. They have, like, two or three. Well, like, we have 13 that aren't claimed, and we need riders. And, but they're also trying to share up their troops of, like, who who's going to raise a banner and be their bannerman in this fight. Right. And I think that's where... Um, Rainier is like, I don't want to rule over Ash and Bone. Mm-hmm. But Damon is like, you know, you've got to crush rebellion. So they're both really taking these different approaches. Um, and this is where she brings up the song of Ice and Fire and kind of what she was told. And this is where I got a little confused because he he like grips her by the throat and says, Dreams didn't make us kings, dragons did. So, so this moment is really what caught me off guard. This is where I didn't understand where David was coming from. So, and this is where I, I think he took it as like, it was another one of his brother's dreams and prophecies. He doesn't know it was like mm-hmm. the first egg on the conqueror, because as you saw later, she goes, Oh, you don't know. You don't know about the description, yeah. the description on the, on the dagger. You, you were never told. So he mm-hmm. thinks it's probably another one of his brother's ramblings about like, Oh, I saw a stag. And the, when they went for the hunt on Aegon's first uh, name day. Yeah. So that's, I he, think, yeah, that's how I take it. This is where I flipped to what you thought earlier. This is where I start thinking that he's jealous. This is where the jealousy came in for me. I think Damon is going through all stages of grief. Like he is going, mm-hmm. like he was in, I think he was in denial when Rainey's told him. When they got the crown, I think he was like accepting it. He's going through them all backwards, but he was accepting it. Then when Otto came, he was just really fucking angry. And now I think that was anger and jealousy of like, something else that you know that i don't that make that means you were closer to my brother than i you know that mm-hmm. kind of I, so yeah, this yeah. is where i started to see jealousy come in um but meanwhile who do we see pop back up out of nowhere uh the sea serpent randomly just pops up out of nowhere he's he, and he, and sea he snake happens, girl sea uh, snake sea snake but he happens to make a beeline straight to dragonstone which i don't know how his this ship that has been heading home for the last three weeks 
finally found out his wife is at Dragonstone two days later and ends up at the place she's at. Ravens. I, they sit in Ravens back and forth. Bullshit. How much house would they have known that he was sick and shit? They sit in Ravens. But I don't think it's going to get to his boat in time to have him turn and get up to like without like an extra like three or four days travel. Bitch, do you know? Do you have wings? <laughs> Can you fly? <laughs> do you know how? <laughs> do you know how long it take to fly across the sea? You don't know how long it take to fly across the, the narrow sea because you ain't ever done it. You know what I you do don't know. know? You know what I know? Dragons what? are faster than ravens. Well, I mean, truth. We we, did, we were told that later. Um, but he's been at sea for six years. Um, you know, he went to you know go in the battle. Rainice is like, you piece of shit. Like, you left me after all this shit. Um, and he tells her, you know, she tells him about Vayman, his brother. Yeah. And he was like, he finally says, you know, Rhaenys, you're right. Like, we, our pursuit of the Iron Throne has really destroyed us. We're not going to declare for anyone. We're just going to be content with our grandchildren. We're going to see what happens. But she's like, you know, basically, like, we have to declare. We're gonna have to, because like our children are not gonna be safe. Well, because they're. I don't know. I don't know if he knew that they betrothed themselves like to Rhaenyra's sons. I don't like you know Damon's daughters to Rhaenyra's sons. I don't think he knew that fact. Mm, maybe not. Maybe not. Unless they told him about Raven. Maybe. Who knows? Um, but he's been but, sick with fever. He ain't been reading shit. <laughs> right. Exactly. But that's what she tells him. Like. Because he is a little annoyed with the whole Rhaenyra thing, but she's like, Rhaenyra is the only one who's demonstrated restraint. Yeah. Like, everyone else wants to go to war right now and, you know, mount up. And she's the only one who's trying to think logically about this, which I'm like, Rhaenys really, like, this girl, oh, I can't get enough of Rhaenys. Like, I, I really, I'm like, can we crown this bitch? Like, right now, I'll crown her today. Look, I think um, you found your favorite character. I know. I, I really have. I really have. You, um, like but strong, then they, you like a strong, sassy woman. I do. I do. Um, but then they do meet in the in the in the great hall, I'm gonna call it, I keep calling it, mm-hmm. uh, at the painted table. And um Corliss and Renice, that's when they actually announce their alliance with, with the blacks. Well, but they they announce at the very end once he kind of like gauges where she's at and what she's did like right because he, he looks at the table right. and he's like not too many uh you know people here to help you out what are you what are you doing next like what's going on like he's just he's filling out the situation reading the room before he makes the final like we've sworn allegiance to you right right exactly um so after he sort of allegiance, he's, he's like the good thing about me being a years of being a, at you know at war for six years is that now we have a firm hold in the stepstones we uh, have a firm hold over the narrow sea. That As means Rhaenyra they could. They could said she that they should have done back when she was fourteen. Right. Um, but it's fortuitous for them now because I mean I guess it would have been still the same. But um, but they can cut off travel and trade to King's Landing. Mm-hmm. Um, and it gives them an now, entry point to help surround it. Right. Um, so now they're like we have to, we have to turn our eyes outward. Like what about what about houses Stark, Baratheon, and Aaron? They took an oath to support, you know, and Tully. Queen I thought Tully was there too. Yeah, but I think those three are like the main ones. Okay. Um, but you know, we know that people people will break an oath. You know, not everybody is as what's the word um, loyal. 
Yeah, I well, guess. And, and the, not we, everybody. There's not a lot of integrity floating around the Seven Kingdoms. Well, but they also point out that, like, obviously the Stark bloodline and the Stark heritage is, like, honorable to a fault. You see it with mm-hmm. Ned. You see, I'm sure mm-hmm. he's, he got it from his dad, from his dad's dad. Like, it's probably passed down. So you're you're pretty much, like, banking on, okay, the Starks, they're there. They're honorable to a fault. They're not going to forget who they pledged for. They're not going to be an oath breaker no matter what. But... And then, you know, the, the people of the Eerie in uh, the Vale, obviously, I think there's, like, a little relationship in there. Like, it was, like, a mom's, like, sister, brother, something was there. So, you have heritage. Yeah, the- uh, and then the Baratheons are, like, the wild card, is how I took when when I was first hearing them described. But it almost sounded like they were hmm. sure about all three. I don't think they were sure. I think they were just kind of, like, you know, we just need to make sure. Yeah. Um, and they do what anybody else would do in any situation, but they would they would be they'd be like, okay, you know what? Let's not assume the worst. You know, let's mm-hmm. not assume the worst. People have integrity, we they think. Um, so they're like, we're gonna, you know, send some ravens and really try to suss out the situation, basically. But this is where we find out that instead of sending ravens and the heir to the throne after Rhaenyra, uh, is that Luke or is that which one is that one? Jaceris is the is the older one. Is the older. Jaceris makes the point of for this we need to have an envoy. We'll go take these letters and messages to them. So he and Luke are the ones that will then travel to uh Winterfell, uh Storm's End, and I forget the Vale. Yeah. Um Jace is gonna go to the Erie, the Vale, and and Winterfell. Mm-hmm. Um and yes, uh and then that's where Luke is going to fly to um, Storm's End, which I don't believe we ever saw Storm's End in the original, or if we did, it was very short. Uh, we never did um, because Baratheon was king, so he had moved out, and I don't think he had an heir right. because all of his heirs were going to be king. So that's why, right. like the variant spoiler, they give it to his bastard as the new lord of Stormfell or Storm's End, because I don't think there was Storm's anybody. End. I don't think there was anybody who was ruling at the time. That was Gendry, right? Yes. Yeah. Yep. You're right. You're right. You're right. Um, and then I believe Rainice is going to fly out to the Stepstones, right, and kind of monitor trade. Is that where she went? I can't remember. Not the Stepstones. She's going to go to the. Um, it's, it's like the peninsula, the like place that you would actually like where the, the narrow sea. That's what it is, where they actually have the ships come in for trade. She's monitoring that. They're kind of like doing a barricade or a lockdown of that port. She's not going right. all the way out to the Stepstones. Yeah. Um, but then Rainier tells them, like, you know, hey. This is you are messengers. Mm-hmm. This is a very delicate situation. The, the message he's giving to her sons is like, like you listen, you do not fight. Right, your your little messenger get the answer and come right back. I am. We're not fighting shit. We cannot do that. Um, and I believe she says, um, Luke has Baratheon blood. I'm not sure how. But he has Baratheon blood. That's what it is. So yes, her mother's um, sister, her mother, like one of her mothers on her mother's side, like the one we saw in the very first episode, is is Baratheon somehow. That's what it was. Yeah, hard to tell. But he got it, you know. Um, and Rhaenyra is like, I think you'll get a warm welcome, you know, because technically you're family in a way. Um, and that's where we follow, you know, Lucerus to Storms and he jumps on his dragon. We see him. Rainice and Jaceris like flying off out of Dragonstone. We follow you know, to get not, not Jaceris. Yeah, I think we see all three of them flying out of oh, Dragonstone. You, you just said you saw you just said Jaceris to Storm's End. You just you mixed up the names. 
Luke goes um, to Storm's End. But we um, we follow Luke, though. We don't see where Rhaenys and Jaceris end up. Mm-mm. We do see Luke land um, at Storm's End. Yes. Um, and it's very stormy, which, you know, nice, clever name, Baratheons. I know. Could be a couple with something a little, like, I don't know, more clever than st- I guess it I guess it makes sense. Whatever. It's fine. But um, because winter you... winter winter fell, I guess when you think about it, isn't that clever either. And neither is the wall, because it's a wall. But uh so I, I guess I can't be uh too mad about a storm's end. Uh so and and so when we land and it's stormy, what do we see when the lightning hits Jeremy? Like Jay, like like what what is out in the distance in the courtyard? I don't know who you tell me. I don't remember the dragon's name. That's why I was wanting you to tell me. But it's, it's the dragon that Aemon took over at, uh, from Damon's wife that died. Uh, it's Lena's previous dragon. Yes, it's Vagar. Vagar, who Vagar. is known to be, uh, I think, is I think not known to be. I think is the biggest um, dragon alive, I believe. So <clears throat> the only one. Because- so this is where we notice. This is where we notice that Aemon kind of beat him there. We know Aemon's already there, um, but. Um, Louis is like, I've got a job to do. Hey guys, he walks up to, he walks up to, to the, uh, to, Hey guys, I have a message from Queen Rhaenyra, uh, for Lord, uh, Boros Baratheon, please. Thank you. Can I be escorted in? <laughs> uh, quick question inside note here. So Vagar, who was it that Viserys used to ride. It was the big black dragon that he said flew off and is like nesting somewhere. I thought that was the biggest dragon alive still. Um, that is uh, Balerion. Okay, so that's where at this point I think we've seen this. Maybe it's after he talks to Baratheon. Doesn't Damon go into a dragon pit and like sing to a giant black dragon? I think we're getting ahead of ourselves. We'll get there. Is we'll it? Get okay. there. I, we'll I, get I, there. I, I thought that was like, because I thought Lord Corliss asked Rhaenyra where Damon was when he was in the painted table room with her earlier. And that's when that's happened. We'll get there. Okay. Cool. Um, so, um, okay. So basically uh, Luke wanders in, you know, he's this poor boy. He's so scared. Like, he's just so, like, this is fucked up. This is a little room. weird. I know. And he goes in, he sees, he sees Eamon there and he's just like, you know, I have a message from the Queen Rhaenyra and um, Lord Baratheon is basically like, um, you're here to remind me of my uh, oath. And then what I don't understand is, can Lord Baratheon not read? No, that's why I called the maester over. He's like, where's the damn maester? Cause he can't read it. I was going to see if he caught that. Bitch, that's dumb. You stupid. Uh, I don't want to be aligned with you anyway. He, he, you can't even read. Well, that's the thing. It's like all the Baratheons, obviously, like from the king in the first se- season, like obviously they're all like war hungry. They just want to fight. They're like knights. That's all they want to do. That just means they fat and they eat a lot. Whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, regardless, um, he gets the message read and he's like, well, you know, Aemond has promised to marry one of my daughters. In exchange for my support, like, are you here to offer the same? And since and Lucerus is like, well, I'm already betrothed, like, I can't do anything. So Lord Boros like says, okay, well then, f you. No well, thanks. And here's the only thing I don't get is he his like 
he waves off this note and Luke being, you know, very condescending saying, well, your mother thinks I'm a dog she can whistle at to like when she needs. What do you think Allison and the High Towers are going to do? They're going to do the same thing. Exactly. They're going to whistle to have you come fight on their side the moment they need you. Because they stupid. He's stupid. Yeah. Like, they're about, they're, they're about bronze, not brains over there, apparently. Um, but another fun fact to write about in the book, uh, I think in, in the book, because um, uh, he has three daughters that we saw, right? Warboros. Mm-hmm. Apparently, Eamon chose which, which, which daughter. And I think one of the third daughters, he's probably the least attractive of, of all of them, was like, basically was like, oh, so you chose her because whatever reason. And he said, well, that's, she said something about that's fine. I'd rather have a full man because she was making fun of the fact that he only has one eye. And she was saying, that he, she was like, do you only have one ball too? Like, apparently that's what happened in the book. Like, she was, she was emasculating Eamon <laughs> like crazy. I'm like, that'd have been fun to see. Yeah. But regardless, that's what happens. And um, he says, no. But Lucera's is like, well, fine, I'll go. But then that's when Eamon steps in and starts talking that shit. Well, calls him Lord Strong, has no qualms anymore about calling him a bastard, walks over. Mm-hmm. And even Luke was like, look, I'm not going to fight you. He goes, I, and Eamon's like, I don't want to fight you. I just want your eye. I want my retribution. I want my pound of flesh that you owe me. And he throws the dagger on the ground. He's like, okay, I'll let you take it and you decide because I want to offer it as a present to my mom. I was like, what? How right. the hell is this? This man is crazy. Yeah, and and I think this is where like, which is what's weird because Lord Boros Baratheon has been nothing but a, a, an annoying person since we've met him. He's like, no, 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 not here, like not here. You're not doing that in my hall. Like, well, but he this knows. Is, I, I think he knows that like, if Aemon does anything, that's the first stroke of war because currently there's still no declared war. So if he does right. something here, and if it starts there, the queen's gonna come looking for vengeance, and it's gonna start where she's and, gonna start where it started. <laughs> Mm-hmm. I'm going to start with Joe ass, with Joe non oath keeping ass. Yep. So he's smart in, in, in that way of like, no, 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 don't do that shit here. Not, not, not here. Please not here. Not under my and roof. Take it outside. Nope. And they let him go. And they, he, no, he actually has his guards. Like you guys escort him out. Like, yep. you know, so Lou, uh, Luke gets on back on the air, air, air um, who, you know, it's storming really bad because, you know, we're in storms end. Uh huh. And we see kind of like another thing, like as he's flying away, we kind of see how big um, Vagar is in comparison to Arax, and he is huge. Or she. True. So, and here's my thing. If I'm given safety under the roof of Baratheon to not have Aemon attack me, and he's going to have his guard stop him, I ain't leaving. I would have left. I think he did. I think he did what he, what the right thing because because they can't watch you all day every day. Like who knows any any kind of mishap could happen. So my thought will be, I'm going the fuck back home. I, I'm obviously not safe here. Who knows who else could show up in the middle of the night? Amond is fucking crazy. He will he do is. anything. I'm not staying here. Well, so I agree with Luke being like, I'm gonna get the fuck out of here. But again, and maybe I'm just thinking. Maybe it's like. I'm a, I'm implying that maybe the storm's not that bad all the time. So maybe I'm like, okay, maybe I wait the storm out so I have a clearer path and I can see this huge mountain of a dragon easier and not have it sneak up on me. I think he kind of thinks about that. Cause I know he's look he looks at the storm and he's like, um, I don't know. Yeah. And I think his thought is 
if it came to it, I would lose against Amen. And who knows if he could stop those. Those guards aren't going to be here this whole time. And I think he's just like, okay, weigh my options. I need to get the fuck out of here. I need to just go home. I don't know. Um, I'm still I'm still thinking about staying at least like I made the trip. We're talking. We can like maybe even bring up like we'll see what else we can it can come up with that would be acceptable to have you still pledge your allegiance to my mother. Don't just like take an answer and run. Yes. But he's a he's a messenger. He's not supposed to be negotiating anything. He's a messenger. I sure. Like, does he have? He doesn't have the authority to to, to gamble away his his younger brothers, half brothers' lives. Like, he doesn't. Be like, oh well, yeah, sure, of course, my my brother will. Like, he is not going to be given authority well, to. No, 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 I'm not saying that to do that. Like, at least, like, don't just sit there and if Baratheon wants something in return, be like, okay, what would it take? Let me re- re- let me go back to my mother with something tangible. I think he knows. He knows what he wants. He's like he's like. Amen has offered me marriage. Can you offer the same? He asked him that. And he's like, well, no, I can't offer you that. Not for me. So yeah. he obviously wants a marriage, which most people in this area would know. So he knows what he wants. He wants a better offer than what Amen can provide is what he wants. Yeah. To me, that have been you like. still negotiate. You can still be like, okay, if I can't give you the marriage and I can't offer my brothers up, at least I can say you know, in the future, mom can be like, oh, I can make you hand, or I can give you a seat on the council. I can give you power or notoriety, even if it's not through, like, blood or marriage. But he can't, he, Luke doesn't have the authority to do that. But I didn't say he could offer, I'm saying he could take the request back and be like, let me talk to my mom, and have, like, a tangible, like, okay, wait, like, stall, don't have... We're never gonna agree on this. Okay. We're we're never gonna agree on on, on, on this point. There's so much more at play he could have done than just, like, okay, thanks, bye. I don't think so. I don't think so. I mean, he's going back home to be like, hey, mom, here's the deal. Baratheon has turned on us because Aemon offered him marriage. Like, you know, what's our answer? Are we gonna just let them slap in the wind, or are we gonna go back with a better offer? That's what that's to me what he's doing. Okay, and he's taking but, his mother's words to heart to me. And we're like, this is a message. I'm giving you a message. You want marriage or something better? So let me go home and tell my mom that but and that, see what but happens. That's where, but exactly, you just you just said what I said is he's going to go back and ask his mom like, is there something else we can offer? I'm going to take it upon myself to take that next step and be like, okay, what is something comparable? So I'm not just saying, mom, let's go back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. We can't give a marriage, but he wants this instead. Is that something we would give him? It's I'm not his place to do that. I don't think he knows how to do that. I don't think that's my, my whole thing is like you're thinking for your safety, in my opinion. He's trying to be safe. He's like, I'm obviously not safe here. I don't know what's no. gonna happen. So let me leave. Okay. You'd have been dead a long time ago. We've already established this. There have been a couple times where you said something, I'd be like, you've been dead. Like when we talked about uh, when Otto put everybody in that room, walked the door and said, hey, everybody, who wants to kneel here? And you said you wouldn't have kneeled. I'd be like, you'd have been dead. So that's one time you'd have been dead. What do you have, nine lives? Look, I- I'm voicing what I would have done and how I would have played the situation. If you don't agree, I know you are. I know we don't, we're not going to agree on that. But, uh, but I know, I'm just saying, remember that. You have to be dead. In, in the olden times, Matthew, we you can't be friends. I can't be tied to your face. Look, here's the thing. Here's here's the thing though. In the olden times, I would have at least been trained on how to fight. I wouldn't have sat there this whole fourteen years and learned and had like two dummy fights with my brother in fourteen years. 
we can agree on that bullshit. Like, mm-hmm. like you and I fully agree on Luke. You would be scared right now if you knew how to swing a sword, exactly. Buddy. And then you can see, I think we see this earlier in the episode, like him and Jace are sparring and Jace is taking on that thing of like, we're too soft. We have got to be better. And, you know, he's really trying to be hard on Luke as well. Mm -hmm. And I think that's kind of, kind of like we're seeing that, which is, which is true. Luke is just a soft, I don't want to say the soft boy, but he's just, you know, he's like the mama's boy. I feel like, you know, he's definitely never had to like push himself to do something he didn't want to do. Right. I think he's aware of it. He knows. He said as much as we get the episode. He's like, who am I? Like, I'm not remarkable, you know? So I get that. But um, but regardless, we, we, we know he flies away. Vega, and, and then we see that Eamon now is chasing, trying to scare the shit out of, out of Luke. Um, uh, as I said earlier, like, Arax is, like, tiny compared to Vagar. Tiny. Well, and here's the thing. Luke just, he is not strategic in any of his thoughts. And this this scene of him flying around screams that to me why what do you mean his 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 dragon is small and fast he's trying to maneuver his way out of there okay. how is that not strategic no no no. he starts off by flying dead center of the storm either get low to the sea so you can't be snuck up underneath of or get up high so you can see something coming from below don't stay right in the middle he's not thinking strategically if you stay low you have cliffs and maneuverability and things to move to fly around which he figures out later but instead of literally flying off and like double back you know coming doubling back and using the terrain to his benefit he flies out of it where he can be attacked instead of being in the small crevice where he can hide He's not strategic. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna agree. I don't know why you hate this little boy, but I'm not gonna agree. I think a 14 year old boy who was scared is is trying to get to safety and trying to get out of there. Yeah, he's he never was, had to. He was he's in never had to, in the crevice. We're not gonna. I, I'm. I'm not. I'm not gonna let you bar this little boy like that. Will you leave Luke alone, please? Look for a boy who's who is destined to be uh, the ruler of the Royal Navy and is worried about being strategic. You just proved that you're not strategic. He has to learn things like there, there's there's things that you have to learn as a child. Would, would you if you were 14 years old, would you know, to, would you be dry? Would you be right around be like, OK, well, here's the thing. Let me take a let me take out my compass and my barometer and measure the wind speed. And then I don't know, no. take out my map here and try and figure out where the cliffs are so that, you know, I can hide. I love the fact you know, that you're getting, nobody's I love thinking the fact that. that to like squash my conversation, you just get louder and throw random shit out there in this conversation. It's because I'm black and that's what we do. <laughs> <laughs> it is part of my heritage. It is passed down from generation to generation. No, but but I mean, I, but, I he, but he 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 does get in the cliffs, and I think he finds it more important to get out of the storm. So we see him get up through. Or wait, it, are they still in the storm when when Arax attacks Vagar? So so the way it went down was they get in the storm. He comes up behind him. They they maneuver back and forth. And obviously, like you said, the smaller dragon can can corner and handle better than the bigger, larger mountain that's flying behind him. But yes, he gets in the crevice, oh. and that's where, in my mind, when Eamon loses him down there, I'm doubling back. I'm going back out the way I just came in, taking the long way around, because Eamon's going to keep going the other way and think I'm going to come out. But to his... That wasn't what my question was. I'm trying to, I'm trying to further your point. I was going to say, but to his point... He, I think his dragon loses control and attacks Vagar, which then causes him to like shoot fire at his face and then he flies above the storm into the sunlight. Right. You're right about that. Um, yeah. So, 
and we and we hear him saying no, Vagar, like like or, or no, Arax, calm, no, like he's saying no, don't do that. And Arax takes it upon himself to spew fire at Vagar. Like Arax is like, fuck you, dude. Like, were you coming for me? But even Amon was and, even Amon was trying to control it, like Vagar. He was like, no, 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 because even like yeah, at, the, at end, the end, yeah, yeah. So when he flies above the clouds, he thinks he's safe, and then that's when Vagar, who's pissed off, mm-hmm. follows them. Yep, and against Amon's commands. Like chomps Arax into and kills both Arax and Luceris, mm-hmm. which I felt I was like I was like that uh, I was like that little boy, that adorable little boy that I actually was like starting to like this episode. I was like, oh, I want to see him rise above, you know? Like he's like he's not sure of himself. This, I was like, this could be a journey because he's not sure of himself. He's very unconfident, and he is going to rise and become this, you know, great sea lord. That's what I expected from the way this, this episode started. And no, he's cut short. Like it's well, to, to your point earlier of like, well, at 14, he ain't going to know any of that stuff. He's got to learn how to be strategic. Well, sucks to be him. Shut up. Regardless. Oh, Amen. Amen is scared. Like, so I think oh, Amen yeah. wanted to scare, Amen wanted to scare him, obviously. So Amen knows. Amen's like, Fuck, what the hell did I just do? Oh, Eamon knows he just started the war. Eamon 100% knows that that was the, the, the like, what, what's the one that we have here in America for those people who, right. like, like, the shot heard around the world, like, when the Boston Tea Party area. Yeah, it like, was the yeah. spark that lit the, that lit the flame or whatever the hell you want to call mm-hmm. it. Yeah, that's what did it. And he did it at Storm's End, which was against Baratheon's wishes. So I think Baratheon should be like, no, no, no. Don't bring that No, here. nigga, no, no. Forget this. I'm out. Which, I'm out. Which we don't know. He might be. That might be the straw that sways him to go to Rhaenyra. At this point, as we've kind of come to this, we've pretty much reached the end of the episode, except for like one more scene. Yeah. So we so we we do see that um, back at Dragonstone, um, we do see. I think earlier episode we see Damon singing to a dragon, a very large black dragon. Um, and I actually don't know if it is, um, I don't know if it's, if it's Viserys' dragon or if it is, um, who was the king before Viserys? That I don't know. I forget his name. I can't remember his name. I know. All these names, girl, they love these names. Um, but I believe that Viserys is Jaceris no I think no, no, I'm I wrong. think it was Viserys's dragon because that's the only large black one we know of and it's supposed to be the biggest dragon which would be the only thing in in Damon's mind that could fight against uh Aemon's dragon so I think that's what it's supposed to be um Vermithor I think is what it is no Nope, it was it was Jaharis. That was the grandfather. Okay. And what was his dragon's name? It was Vermithor. That's the dragon that he approaches. So that's Viserys' grandfather's mm. dragon, Jaharis Targaryen. Okay. And he hasn't been claimed. Um, and that's who he sings to. But um Wait. he gets to note he he's he basically uh we'll go to the dragon in a second, because I actually have a list. That we can end on. Well, I was wondering, um, like, can you claim two dragons? Can Damon be like? Can he? I don't know. That's what I want to know. I, I, I actually thought about that too. I want to know that as well. Um, 
but then he informs, you know, Rhaenyra. Obviously, he doesn't say it, but we he, we we notice what she's doing, and he tells her, like, you know, um, Luke is dead. Now, let me tell you something. This is how you know Luke Luke was the mama's boy, which and, and that's not a bad thing because a mama's boy is a good thing to be. Mm-hmm. This is how you know because if, if Chase had died, would, would she be upset? I think she'd be upset. She'd be pissed. But the look on her face was like, they done kill my fucking baby. They done killed the boy. <laughs> Joffrey's still too young to be mama's boy. They done killed Luke. I think if she had a favorite, I think Luke would be her favorite. I, that look when she turned around, 100%, I agree. Now, again, like we said, we don't we, know about Joffrey. or the We've seen that look before. Damon, but yes, like, it is very reminiscent. Like, like, I know you're getting there, of Cersei. Like, you don't fuck with Mama Bear. No, Mama Bear is not... There. I didn't think about Cersei. I honestly thought about Daenerys when they killed Missandei. Oh, yeah. Right in the fervor. That's the face I saw. Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah, but many faces. You're right. You're many face God. Come on. <laughs> no, I, when, when she made that turn and looked straight at the camera, I was like, oh, mm-hmm. y'all fucked up. Like, y'all fucked up Yeah, hard. Did it. And then the episode ends. So before we get, before we get into that, I'm going to name all the dragons that we have, okay? Mm-hmm. We have we have Cyrax, who's Rhaenyra's. Yep. Caraxes, who's Damon's. Okay. Melise, who is Rhaenys's. What a cute name, I like Melise. That. I love it. Um, Bear Max, who's Jaceris's, Jace's. Mm-hmm. Um, Arax, who obviously R.I.P. Yeah, yeah. Pour, pour one out for my homies. Right. Uh, Taraxes, who is Joffrey's. Um, that and then like Moon Dancer. He's five. And then Moon Dancer, who is Bela's um, dragon. I like Moon Dancer. That's a nice name. Um, and then on the greens, they have Sunfire, who is Aegon the Seconds. They have Vagar, who's Aemon's. Dreamfire, who's Helena's. And that's it. They have three. So they have three. The blacks have one, two, three, four, five. Wait. One, two, three, four, five, six. But There's like Damon that says unclean. that they're so they have Vermithor, who is Jaceris Targaryen's. Mm-hmm. They have Sea Smoke, who was Lanor's dragon. Oh, okay. that we saw in the in the episode with the fight in the Stepstones. We have Sea Smoke. Okay. We have Silverwing, um, which was. Viserys' grandfather's wife, Alisane Targaryen. Mm, okay. Um, and then there are three wild dragons who nest on Dragonstone, which we don't have their names, but from the books, we know their names are Cannibal, Grey Ghost, and Sheep Stealer. Are, so are those the three eggs that Damon went and retrieved that have just hatched, or are there still the three eggs nope. that haven't hatched yet? The three eggs are still unhatched. Okay. These are just three. He says nest on Dragonstone. Okay. So that's where Rainier is like, well, who's going to mount all these fucking dragons? Like, you can claim two. What you going to do with them? Sure. Somebody got to ride it. Exactly. Um, so as wrapping this up, what do you give this episode? How do you rate it? We I, we had this conversation earlier, and I'm going to say it. First of all, I'll was, I was, I was say eight and a half. I'm going straight eight and a half. It didn't get me any more hyped or any more impressed than the previous episode which i gave an eight and a half as well i think they laid it out pretty well in the after episode information that 
these are very much like sister episodes. It was like the two paths of what happened after Viserys dies. And I found them both to be extremely entertaining and informational as the, as the others. So I'm giving them both an eight and a half. But I feel like I went to a restaurant and I ordered A, the maitre d' or whatever, like brings me B. And they're like, oh, I'm sorry, there's no, like, you can't send that back. And I ate it and I still liked it, but it wasn't what I ordered. I don't feel that assaulted. I get what you're saying. I think I would give this an eight. I would give the season as a whole an eight. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I, I, I'm not going to say that, I, that, that I feel like I got the wrong meal. I will say, okay, this is, this is, this is exactly what I ordered. This is exactly what I ordered. And it was good. I mean, it was, it was, it, it was good, but I had something similar to this years ago. At this same restaurant, you know, I've been thinking about this restaurant for a long time. Ever since I ate that food called season one of Game of Thrones 10, 12 years ago, mm-hmm. I've been craving that same dinner. And now I ate it and it's still good, but y'all did something different. Like y'all took a seasoning away or maybe it's just not salted enough. Maybe it's the did cook the, in the, in the kitchen. The chef I don't know. Going on? It's it's good, like I enjoy it, but it's not the, it don't taste the same. Something different. That's how I feel. I got what I ordered, yeah, because it's still really good. But y'all done changed something up. I don't know what's different about it. It's just a little. I think a little bit of like just top it off with some sea salt, something. See, I just need a little sprinkle of something. That's it was. Go ahead. Well, and it's a, like I was expecting Battle of the Bastards. I was expecting the Red Wedding. I got. I didn't get that. See, I wasn't expecting that level yet. Mm-hmm. I, I, I do, I do, I do appreciate a build. But that's where I the think, original season had the original series had ten seasons. This might have two at most, maybe three. Well, we we can't even speculate about that, regardless. Yeah. But I think for me, I think I said this to you earlier before, before we start recording. To me, I think it just felt like this episode, that this season has so many starts and stops because we were trying to refamiliarize ourselves with different characters, so it never felt like a fully and there felt like a full season. There were two half me. seasons, pretty much. Yeah, and I so it feels short. Like I think if we had spent eight episodes and eight, or or just to do it him with, with actual with the, with the younger Allison and Rhaenyra, and then come back in season two, boom, they're grown up. I think that would have felt more like a complete circle. Then I just it, it was just too many stops. I think for me, like I was, I felt like I was starting over. There were a every lot few episodes. Of time jumps. The time jumps, I think, took you out of it a little bit, which is why I don't it think did. We never really it gave did. an episode. Like I think, I think my scores for the last two of the eight and a half have been the highest, which averaged out all across the board. Like you said, the, the season's an eight. One hundred percent agree. It's an eight out of ten. But yes, with the the time jumps and everything else, it it kind of like was jarring, and it took me out of the like story, and I had to get back into it every single time there was there was a jump. Yeah. Not a little bit, a lot of it. Like it was a lot of it. Like I mean, I mean, and and yeah, I, could get, I got past it. And I do love, I do enjoy all the actors that they've mm-hmm. chosen. Like they've done a great job of casting. I'm just like, can I sit with some of them for a second? Can I get to know how? Like, <laughs> like, <laughs> like, like. I mean, we sitting out here, like you know, having 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 appetizers. So like, I just want to have a whole meal. Can I have a meal with this person, please? Like we're yeah. not playing we're playing musical chairs right now. Like I'm in an event. Like I'm in a wedding trying to talk to air fucking body in the house. Like I just want to sit and chill and marinate. Can can our listeners tell it's almost dinner time that we're all talking about like restaurants and, and food? 
Girl, my stomach is growling. I'm so hungry. Mm-hmm. I don't know what I'm going to eat. Uh, regardless, um, but I still think it was a successful season. I still enjoyed it. I'm happy that this that this world is back. Um, I am very. I will say they did a good job of leading on this cliffhanger because I'm very intrigued for season two. Like I, I cannot wait for season two. Even with everything, I can't wait for season two. I really can't. Uh, season two cannot get here soon enough. Also, we can talk about and maybe if you want off you know off mic and everything uh doing like a week to week on the season two and on the Jon snow show that they greenlit to where it was like a Jon snow offshoot story yeah we'll see girl it's a lot of work it is <laughs> i i think I i'm think, like I'm, i mean I'm, I'm gonna put it out there on the recording we have we don't have to decide on the recording i think we should do when season two comes out this again this the week by week like out on Wednesday for season two of this, just because I don't feel like there's going to be mean, too many seasons of that. We could think about it. I just thought, because this makes us fight and I don't like us fighting. <laughs> what? We are if disagreeing. We, if, we were, if you would have saw my face, honestly, I had to check myself because I saw myself in the mirror and I was like, you're like about to beat somebody up over, <laughs> over, over, over a character. Wow. Over a character and your thoughts about it. Like, like I don't like us fighting. Like, I, I want us to be happy together. <laughs> so, so, so we'll see. But, you know, I just don't like for uh, for the dads to fight. You know? just, just wait till next season. It's going to be like childbirth. You're going to forget about all the pains and be like, yeah, it's a great idea. And there's like, have like baby number two. And then like halfway through, you're going to be like, wait, this is why we decided not to do it. Exactly. We hate each other. No, we don't. We love each other. I love you. Um, all right, you guys, you know what? So, um, that's the end of the painted table. You may see a resurgence. We'll see if if the dads us decide to do it. But um, regardless, even if we do decide to do the, do any other Game of Thrones series, it should all be named the painted tra- the painted table. Oh yeah, well, I, it's a for great sure, name. For sure, for sure. You're welcome. I love it. All right, you guys. You know what? Well, we will talk to you guys on our regular episodes that come out on Mondays. But this ends this capsule. So. Thank you for sharing the first season of House of the Dragon with us. And we may see you all for season two. So we'll talk to you all soon. All right. Bye. You've been listening to Watch or Not with Jay and MJ. Interact and give us suggestions on what to watch at watchornotpodcast at gmail.com. You can follow us on Twitter at watchornot underscore pod. And don't forget about Instagram, you guys, at watchornotpod. Don't forget you can support the pod by joining our Patreon at Watch or Not with Jay and MJ. And subscribe and leave a review wherever you guys listen to podcasts. Talk to you soon.